episode number 26. Welcome back. This is the Expected Returns Podcast. My name is Stephen Lutman. I'm a real estate investor and agent here in the capital region of New York State. This is very much a real estate-focused conversation. However, we do also touch on financial markets, economic data, really anything that's going to impact the world of housing. Very quick intro this week. If you would like to attend Client Appreciation Day and you're not yet a client, well, hurry up because you're quickly running out of time. End of the summer, we will be doing a little get-together networking event, if you will, at the Saratoga Racetrack. So your two options to get in, have me help you buy a house, or refer someone that ultimately does end up buying or selling a house. So quickly, you only got a couple weeks left. If you do want to connect, Stephen at sjlincoln.com. That's my email address. That's it for the intro. Let's get into the episode. Where I'd like to start today is with a conversation centered around the concept of being greedy. Now, the other day I was flipping through the channels, came across an episode of the Antiques Roadshow I thought had a pretty cool format to it. They were looking to highlight some of their biggest hits, if you will. So they would show you the original appraisal from 15, 20 years ago, whatever it might be. And then they'd cut to a live update from the person that gave the original appraisal. So the first person they had in, you know, Mary walks in with her old table and turns out it's from the 1770s. They called it uh, from the Federalist period who says you can't learn from watching TV, turns out it's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mary can't believe it. Oh my goodness, you know, my mom owned it. My mom's mom owned it. And gosh, I can't wait to one day, you know, pass it along to my kids. And then they cut to the live update from the gentleman that gave that appraisal, you know, decades earlier. And he says, oh, Mary was the sweetest woman, really appreciated all of the information I was able to give her about her table. And she did call me a few months later, had an interest in selling it. We got her a great number. She couldn't be happier. Next item up was this guy brings in his old box, you know, it's down in his attic and turns out it's a tea set from the 1500s, again, worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. This guy, George, he starts crying. Oh my goodness. You know, my parents would be so happy if they knew this and I'm going to make sure it's properly insured going forward. But my goodness, you know, when I leave this world, I'm going to make sure it goes down to my kids. And then they cut to the woman who gave the appraisal and she says, oh, I got to meet George and his entire family, just the sweetest people. And they did contact me with an interest in selling their set, got them a great number. They went on a family vacation together. It's just a great story. Three or four more instances throughout the episode of people just getting these wild valuations on things they viewed as more or less junk. And they would all say, oh, that's just such great news. I can't wait to you know, keep this in the family and path. To a person, they all ended up selling within a year of the episode being aired. There's a soccer player, Jordan Henderson, who up until recently played for Liverpool Football Club in the English Premier League, who was known for not only being a fantastic soccer player, but also a massive advocate for LGBTQ rights, would go to their events, would speak at their fundraisers, really became known as one of the loudest proponents for gay rights in the country of England. So it was pretty shocking a few weeks ago when it was announced he had signed a contract with El Atikit, who is a team that plays in the Saudi Arabian Professional Soccer League. And in Saudi Arabia, the league is actually owned by the Saudi Arabian government. So he now is essentially an employee of Saudi, which is interesting because it's actually illegal to be gay in Saudi Arabia. And we're not talking about, you know, you pay a fine or, you know, 30 days in jail. They kill you. They kill you for being a gay person in Saudi Arabia. So how do you mesh going from one of the loudest proponents of gay rights to now working for people that kill people for being gay? Turns out Jordan is making $30 million more per year 
under his new contract than he was for playing for Liverpool. And it makes me think of the great 90s professional wrestler, million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, who has one of the great lines, everybody's got a price. Which brings me to Airbnb's latest quarterly results. They had an 18% increase in revenue, along with an 11% rise in the total number of bookings on their platform. The stock is up 43% for the year, which is roughly three times that of the stock market as a whole. So they're having a great year. If you were to go on to Airbnb's platform right now and you were to search around the areas of the city of Troy, of the city of Albany, Saratoga Springs, you'd come up with roughly 800 property listings, specifically of entire houses or entire apartments. We know two things to be true. It's never been a better time to be a short-term rental platform. And we live in an area of worsening housing affordability. How meaningful of a role do short-term rental platforms play in the real estate ecosystem? It's tough to say. If you were to take a look at home sales in those three areas we discussed for 2022, it's roughly 7,000 transactions occurred. It's not conceivable to think all 800 of those listings we described could suddenly be moved into property sales. Again, some of those are going to be apartments inside of larger houses. However, you could make them long-term rentals designed for people looking to establish ties in the community, looking for more of a long-term solution. And of course, there's going to be some of those properties that are full houses that could be moved from catering to a short-term rental crowd to families looking to either rent long-term or to purchase. And let's be clear, owners of these properties know what's going on. They know the the dynamics of the real estate market, but the problem is running a short-term rental is just so very profitable. One of my favorite economic uh, expressions is, show me the incentive and I'll show you the outcome. Money is a very powerful driver. So until we realign incentives, the cost of housing is going to continue to be a problem here in the capital region. Next, we'll pivot to Fitch's downgrade of United States debt. If you happen to be a subscriber of our newsletter, sjlincoln.com slash join, 100% free, you would know that this is very much a possibility. We covered this in a issue a few months back. The backdrop here is Fitch, along with Moody's and S&P, are known as credit rating agencies. And what they do is they issue letter grades for debt issued by companies, but also countries. And recently, they took the step of lowering our rating from a AAA, which is going to be the highest possible grade, to a AA+. And by doing so, they cited concerns over debt-to-GDP levels, entitlement obligations, and government inability to resolve fiscal issues, which is going to tie to the uh, debt ceiling debate from a few months back earlier this year. How does this affect you and me? Following the announcement, the stock market had one of its worst days of the year, U.S. Treasuries also sold off in a meaningful manner, and it's this latter part that I want to explore a little bit more. It's not uncommon for pension funds, for ETFs, to have mandates to shareholders that they're going to hold a certain level of AAA-graded bonds, the cream of the crop, to quote from Randy Savage. So the minute you no longer fit into that bucket, the absolute best of the best, this triggers what's known as a rebalance, meaning selling. And if there's one thing we've learned together, it's that prices decrease when supply increases. And when bond prices go down, what happens to yields? Altogether now, they go up. The 10-year treasury is trading at a multi-decade high. And from a real estate perspective, which ultimately everything here circles back to real estate, higher mortgage rates 
for you and me. We'll wrap up today with an interesting article from the Wall Street Journal discussing a new way prospective tenants are trying to get their applications accepted in especially competitive rental markets. Referred to as love letters, renters are writing essentially what are autobiographies about themselves, hoping to make some kind of emotional connection with the property owner, with the property manager, whoever's doing the screening process. We've seen these for the longest time in property sales. It's unique that you would actually see them in the rental market as well. Now, an example of this could be something as simple as my daughter loves the backyard and it's just perfect for my husband to be so close to the synagogue. We love your house. For a moment, I want you to put on your property owner hat, if you will. What potential issues do you see with reviewing letters like this? As someone that rents property myself, there are, I mean, there's a lot of things I want to achieve, but there are two really macro, two big macro goals Provide safe quality housing at market rate and don't do anything to get yourself sued. The moment you start reviewing letters like this, whether or not it impacts your final decision making or not, you are opening yourself up to accusations of prioritizing some protected groups over others. So if you happen to be a seller or a rental property owner, do not accept these letters. And if you're an agent like myself representing property owners property sellers or rental property owners, and you happen to receive a letter like this. Maybe it gets misplaced. Maybe it ends up in your spam folder. Who's to say? That's it for today. Thanks for taking some time to uh, spend with me. I appreciate it. Hope you got something out of this. If you do want to connect, my email address is steven at sjlincoln.com, and that will go directly to me. Or you can visit sjlincoln.com slash book a call and we can set up a phone or Zoom conversation. Again, my email address is steven at sjlincoln.com or visit sjlincoln.com slash book a call. Thanks for spending some time with me and we'll talk again soon. 